On this feast day of the dedication of St. John Lateran, we meditate on the Gospel of John chapter 2, the purification of the temple. This was a prophetic sign, that is, a prophecy conveyed in dramatic form. The occasion of it was that people needed to exchange money and buy animals for their sacrifices. They were coming in pilgrimage from great distances, and it was impractical to bring animals with them so they bought them locally. But this practical solution of having things readily available quickly deteriorated, and it led to abuses and greed. That's why Jesus cleansed the temple, expelling vendors and money changers. But the prophetic action was meant primarily as a symbol. In purifying the temple externally, Jesus wanted to purify the soul of Israel. That purification had two dimensions, just as it did in the ancient prophets. First, a call to justice and moral righteousness. You couldn't worship worthily if you were exploiting others and being dishonest. Worship requires integrity of life in the worshiper. Second, reverence toward God's holiness. You couldn't worship correctly if you were careless and irreverent and conducted yourself poorly in a holy place. This episode was also an instance of righteous indignation in Christ, a case of proportionate, well-channeled anger. Righteous anger has a place in our lives, but it's also true that it's very hard for us to imitate the balance that Jesus had. That's why St. Francis de Sales advised against anger in general as a way to address injustices, because it's very hard for us to keep anger within the framework of justice and balance. Finally, the question Jesus was asked was, by what authority are you doing this? In response, Jesus said he would raise up again the temple of his body after dying on the cross. His sacrifice on the cross was meant to replace the sacrifices of the temple. His body would become the new temple, the source of true worship. And that's what we do in the Eucharist. We participate in Christ's sacrifice for us. In Him, we're able to worship the Father with pure hearts. So how is Jesus challenging us to purify our hearts, and our worship? How has he already purified our worship by uniting us to his own sacrifice? Thus, our anger often lead to excesses, causing more damage than good. How is Jesus inviting us to purify the way we address wrongdoing? 